Hey everybody, welcome to Come Follow Me Daily Dose. I'm Lindsay Hansen and today is October 4th. How about that conference yesterday, everyone? It was fabulous. And I'm so excited that we have this week to talk about some insights and patterns and different things that we saw in general conference this weekend. I'm so excited for today's conference. I have my cinnamon rolls rising and I am ready to debrief about the things that we saw in conference today. Now, I wish I could give super specific quotes, but the transcripts aren't out yet. So just going to do my best with what we've got for today. During the rest of the week, those transcripts will be coming out and I can give more specific quotes. The thing that really stood out to me today was the references to a Zion type society. Two different talks, both by President Eyring and by Elder Cook, were very specific about the city of Enoch and about the society in 4th Nephi. The talks spoke a lot about those two different groups. However, there were two or three other talks that made reference and spoke about those cities a little bit as well, even if they weren't the main topic of their talks. On top of that, we had Elder Bednar talking about preparation. We had Elder Uchtdorf talking about the second coming. There was definitely a theme of becoming a better people, becoming a more Zion-like people so that we could be prepared for what's coming in the future. That is definitely something that I saw through and through in the conference today. In fact, in the women's session, President Nelson started off by saying, if ye're prepared, ye shall not fear. And then he went on and he asked, how do we do that? How do we prepare in a way that we don't need to be afraid? He said that physically we can do that by having food storage, by having some money and savings and being prepared for things temporarily. However, he spent the bulk of his talk speaking about how we can be prepared spiritually for what's to come. He gave three different ways that we could do that. First, he said we need to create safe sanctuaries of faith. He said we do that in our homes We do that in our stakes, and we find that sanctuary in the temple. But wherever we are, we have got to learn to create those safe sanctuaries where faith can be grown and nurtured. Second, he said we needed to prepare our minds to be faithful to God. He talked about the updating of the Salt Lake Temple so that it can withstand any seismic activity. But he compared that. He said that we need to be solid so that we're prepared for any spiritual earthquakes that might come. He says that as we exercise our faith to obey, then we gain increased faith. He also mentioned that we could increase our faith by increasing our time in the Book of Mormon. He called the Book of Mormon a Latter-day Saint survival guide, which I loved. Then he said something that I thought was so important. He said, now is the time that we have to yoke ourselves to God and to Christ. Now, the thing that stood out to me there is when two animals are yoked together, they have to work in harmony. They have to be at the same pace. One animal can't be walking ahead and dragging the other one behind them. The animals have to be in step together, working together, unified together, going at the same pace. Now, as we yoke ourselves to God and as we yoke ourselves to Christ, we have to be in step with them. They can't be dragging us along. They can't be pulling us to heaven. We have to keep step with them, and we do that through obedience to their commandments and obedience to our covenants. 
as we heed the prophets, as we listen to the scriptures, and as we keep the commandments in our covenants, we can be in lockstep with God and with the Savior, and we can be yoked with them. Finally, the third thing that President Nelson said that we could do to prepare was to never stop preparing. He said that we need to not get complacent because the adversary never stops, so we can't stop either. Near the end of his talk, he said, the days ahead will not be easy, but the future will be glorious for those who are prepared. My friends, that was an absolute theme, the days ahead and what is coming. But to go back to the second theme that I saw, we can prepare for the days ahead. We can prepare for the second coming. We can be prepared for anything that's coming in the future by living in a Zionistic way. And when I say that, I don't mean we're going to you know, lock ourselves away with only like-minded people and read our scriptures all day. That's not, that's not what I mean. When I say we need to live in a Zionistic way, let's take a look at what that means in these two Zionistic societies that we've had. Moses 7 verse 18 says that the Lord called his people Zion because they were of one heart and of one mind, and they dwelt in righteousness, and there were no poor among them. So when I read that and I think, okay, this was a Zion type society, what did they do? They were of one heart and one mind. They were unified, which that unity was really the main theme of Elder Cook's talk, righteousness and unity. So these people, they were of one heart, they were of one mind, they were completely unified. They dwelt in righteousness, so they increased their obedience and there was no poor among them. They took care of each other. Their ministry efforts were like, top notch. They made sure that there were no needs among the people. Then one of the main characteristics of the other Zionistic type society that we see, the one in fourth Nephi, one of their main characteristics, one of their main attributes is it says that there was no contention in the land because of the love of God, which dwelt in the hearts of the people. That was a theme that we saw in several different talks. This idea of avoiding contention and living in peace and harmony with people. And as we do that, as we eliminate contention, as we love and make love and charity our default mode, we are taking a step towards being a Zion-type people. And as we do that, as we increase our righteousness, as we increase our unity, as we increase our ability to take care of one another and to minister, as we eliminate contention, as we learn to love one another the way Christ loves us, then we become a people prepared for whatever is to come in the future. Now, one thing I'm really grateful for is that they weren't specific about that. They didn't say, hey, this is going to happen on such and such date, or hey, you've got three years and then this is going to happen and we better be ready for it. It wasn't that specific. But what we did see was several different people over and over and over again talking about being prepared for something that is to come. And then we saw several times over and over people talking about preparing by becoming more of a Zion people. Now, something that I learned several years ago that I think is so interesting and so important is that the members of the Quorum of the Twelve Apostles don't sit down and compare notes about what they're going to speak about. They don't make speaking assignments about who's going to cover what topic. They all pray, they all receive inspiration, and they all speak. And what's amazing is that they generally all come together to form a bigger, more beautiful picture of what the Lord is trying to tell us, of the things that we need to learn and the things that we need to do. 
And that's something that I saw so clearly on this first day of conference. All the talks seemed to pull together and create this bigger picture. And the bigger picture was the brethren saying, hey, look, we need to be prepared for the future. We need to be prepared for something else. And then all these little pieces began to fill in to create this bigger picture. And all these little pieces were, hey, we need to increase in righteousness and unity. We need to become a more Zion people. We need to decrease our contention. We need to increase our love. And by doing that, we will be a people more prepared to meet the Savior. By doing those smaller things, increasing in righteousness, increasing in unity, increasing our ministry, decreasing our contention, learning to love more fully, doing those things will help us to yoke ourselves to God and Christ at a greater level than ever before. As we do the things that were spoken of today, we will joyfully and willingly yoke ourselves to them so that they can take the burden, so that they can teach us to be better, and so that we can experience the promise found in Matthew chapter 11, where the Savior says, Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly of heart, and ye shall find rest unto your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. My friends, as we prepare and do the things that we were taught today to do, we can yoke ourselves more fully with the Savior. We can find the rest that he promises us and he can make our burden light. Thank you so much for listening today. If you're enjoying this podcast, make sure to follow us on social media, subscribe, like, comment, or share. This has been Come Follow Me, Daily Dose, and I'm Lindsay Hansen. Lindsay Hansen.